Hi family, this is Pastor Ricky Rush from the Inspiring Body of Christ Church right here in Dallas, Texas. I'd like to welcome you to join us anytime, every time, anywhere, everywhere on this platform for a unique experience where the Word of God is broken down in a very simple way. It's Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush. And today's message is about to bless you. So let's get ready for an amazing message from God. Gracious Lord, we thank you this morning. We're not here because we are self-powered. We're powered by your Holy Spirit. Somebody is in this room right now, God. Somebody sitting online right now who just need a little bit of a word to let them know that you heard us. I thank you, Master, today because you provided us with a word, with a place, with life, health, and strength. It is you that made us and not we ourselves. You know all about us. You know our rights. You know our wrongs. And you keep on blessing us. And you keep on strengthening us. Somebody in this room, wherever he or she is listening at home, is saying, now, God, come in this room. Come in here right now. God, I welcome you. God, we thank you. God, we praise you. God, we love you. God, we adore you. God, we need you. God, we can't live without you. God, we give to you. God, we receive from you. God, we offer you whatever we have. Not just what's left, God, but what you deserve. In the name of Jesus, Master, touch your word right now. Touch the recipient of your word right now. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts. Satan, in the name of Jesus, we know you're just sitting up on the edge of everybody's pew. You've got demons assigned to everyone in this room and everyone that's listening on these airwaves. But in the name of Jesus, we use the mighty, powerful name of Jesus to cancel every assignment, to destroy every demon, to break every yoke, to break every chain of bondage that you have that's going to try to hinder this word. It will go forth and somebody's life today will be changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you deserve that. You just enjoy yourself. You've worked hard for that praise. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. I want to thank, first of all, our deacons for proceeding with our services today, stepping out into a different zone, and and I just thank God for these young men who have continued to have to, you know, hold up their professions, hold up their families, hold up this ministry, and govern themselves according to services, and they did an awesome job today. Um, They even did communion today, amen. I don't want anybody to think something's wrong with pastor. I'm just on vacation. Amen. I was on vacation the first half of service. Now I'm back to work. Amen. But it's just awesome to watch these men 
and the women of God and our hospitality team for working in the capacity with our ushers for just making sure you feel safe. You feel safe and you feel cared for and you feel loved. And that's our purpose here. We, we know everybody's important, but we want you to feel safe and as if we've tried to do everything we possibly can to make sure that you are taken care of. And so if you need anything this morning, let us know. We'll probably bring it to you instead of having you to cross over someone. There's a space in front of all of you. And if you need to, someone needs to come between that space to take care of you, that's what our purpose is today. So just raise your hand uh, if you need something, all right? Um, and we'll be quick to take care of you. If any of you in the process of these services today would like to join church, uh, we want to make sure that you know automatically that we want you to be members of the Inspiring Body of Christ Church. So if that moves on your heart, then you have an opportunity. There's a yellow card in the front of a pew where you are for visitors for you to fill out. And we just want to get in touch with you. We'll be calling you as early as today. Speaking of which... Um, we have Cassandra Alexander. Are you here? Cassandra is from North, South Carolina, and she's an online member. South Carolina. Where's Cassandra? Where's Cassandra? Is she here? She wanted me to meet her son. Is Cassandra from South Carolina here this morning? She was here as an online member who came in town to be in service. Was that first service? Did I get this message late? Okay. Can he, was that first service, and y'all got me a, a late message? All right. Did somebody run her off already? Well, thank you, uh, Cassandra. We have been in some heavy dialogue um, with members of uh, commissions of church from South Carolina and North Carolina. So if you hear about an IBOC starting in North Carolina and South Carolina, they have asked that we would kind of come together and maybe start a church in North Carolina and in South Carolina, and I would only have to be there maybe once a month to make sure it's going on right, and amen. All right. So thank you from, from the South Carolina thing. You'll hear more about that later on, later on, later on. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get right to the word this morning. I don't know. Uh, I, I guess this looks like the church I pastor. I just don't recognize y'all all muffled up this morning, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get past that here in just a second. Uh, thank you to our praise team. Were they not awesome this morning? Whoa. Just jumped up. We were going to have the choir to sing this morning, so we said we're just going to wait for a second because we got to do, we're building up internally. We love to sing and praise God, but our choir has come through a lot just like you. So we were just thanking God that the praise team stepped it up this morning. And Cameron was on the drums this morning. That's his first time ever being with us. He's on our teenagers. Um, there he is over there. Cameron, you did a good job, man. Brother Brian and Brother Elijah are out on another outing this morning. So Brother Cameron was able to step in and help with the praise team. And he did an excellent job, y'all. That was a great thing. Thank you, Reverend Thompson, for being patient and working with him. And, and all of that's good. Now, today also makes uh, for a wonderful day, a celebration for uh, probably one of the n number one dudes in my life. Uh, it's, it's my grandson. Okay, today is his birthday. I know that has really nothing to do with a lot of what anybody would think. But today is Caden's birthday. He is a super wonderful kid. He's nine years old today. He has done a lot of, he prays a lot for people in hospitals. And I had to encourage him to keep praying because he didn't understand that sometimes people do die. And I thank God for him. I thank God for giving uh, me a wonderful grandson. He's my grandson, I said earlier, but he's, he's Sister Rush's best friend. 
Amen. And so he's just all of that. And thank you, Christian, for giving us a great son. And if anybody, amen. So he loves coming to church. His ride gets delayed sometime. <laughs> I don't know if he's in the house yet, but he'll be here by Mother's Day. Help us, Jesus. Hey, you know, you want to get your mom, you want to be with your mom on Mother's Day now, okay? So we have room left, like in places and balconies. We got elevators working, all of that. We're going to make sure that mothers are separated, though. So you make sure you do that. And, though, yo, those of you that are going to send us a picture of your mother to go on, because we're going to just have a pause in service next Sunday, where we're just going to let, we're going to just see your mother. It'll just have her, her face and picture there. But, but give us something. Um, how can I say this right? Don't give us like a picture from like when your mama was in second grade. And she's like 84 now. Come on, step it up. Use the iPhone. Take a modern picture. Send it to us so we can, you know, represent your mom and have her there. We're also next week going to be honoring those of you who have mothers who have passed this year. And this is your first Mother's Day without your mother. It's a very difficult holiday. It is a very difficult day. But we don't want you. Last Mother's Day, we, we weren't even in the building. I'm talking. We're in quarantine. So this year, it's not about gifts. It's about presence. It's about presence, okay? Show your mom that you can be with her. And if your mom's not in this city and you got to be with her, then we're going to have you maybe to view online. You can still give us her picture. We want to just honor that uh, picture. Uh, our men, our men are going to, because we have a lot of ladies in the choir, so we decided Friday night that we're going to just sing. The men are going to sing a couple songs and let the ladies in the choir just, you know, some of you are mothers. So that's a, that's a last-minute announcement that we just made. So if you're one of these brothers that didn't make it Friday night, see, that's what happens. We call you up here for prayer, and the Lord answers prayer as soon as we finish, and so we're now we're singing. So I want you to come up Friday and just be a part of it, okay? You don't have, it's not about uniforms and all that. Be a part and just while we sing, they sing to um, the uh, mothers of the church on Mother's Day. All right, I'm still trying to get used to y'all. I'm, you know, Amen. God bless you. I'm just looking at you. That's all I'm doing. I'm ready to preach, but I'm just looking at you. We ain't ready for this yet. We're not ready. Oh, we have a special guest here today. When we were in Georgia, there was a, we were going through a, a rehearsal, and we were having rehearsal. And while we were rehearsing, uh, the choir was going through a rehearsal. And, you know, it, I'm a different kind of monster in, in rehearsal mode. So we're getting ready for our major concert down there uh, year before last. And a young man walked through the building. And uh, he was, it wasn't because he was just walking through the building while we were practicing. Because usually when I'm in concert mode and we're practicing, we lock everybody's building off. So we locked the church off up there. And he walked through the building and he said, just being in the building, he felt the anointing of the Holy Spirit and just kind of broke down and just, man. So one day his pastor told him that he was going to get a chance to meet uh, Pastor Rush. And he said he was in the office when I was on that call. And he just broke down and just started crying and just was so grateful that he would meet me. And he moved to Dallas. He's a great soloist and now he's here Algernon Johnson stand up for a second he is a stylist 
He's a professional that has moved and his business is here. And, and, and man, we're just thanking God that he's here. Now, his pastor told him to join this church. I didn't say anything about that yet. But this is his first Sunday here, and we appreciate it. And come here for a minute, Alex. I'm going to ask him to sing in a minute. Okay, okay, just stop right there. Now, get, come on, come on, just a little bit more. Y'all get used to passing some of these slacks, okay? That's me. I'm, going, I'm, com- I'm coming in, and I'm coming in strong. Thank you, son. Okay, so my blood pressure may go up because my ankles, I don't know how much they can take that. But I'm going to be trying, all right? So... But he is a stylist, and he's a very, very strong professional. There's a lot of great uh, stars, and he and Tiffany, they do a lot of different celebrities. And I just thank God for that, and that, that we are having those young adults who still understand the value of giving God your time. And, and him, I mean, he's going to sing at the, at the end of the sermon. We're just going to ask him to bless us for a minute. If you are not a member of IBOC, I'm trying to get to the sermon, but if you're not a member of IBOC, you know, what we do is a lot of, we just love people around here. We just love people. We, we love people. We love kids. Go sit down, son. We love people. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> hey, Dustin. Good morning. Thank you. Okay, you can go back and sit down. Look at him, y'all. He's getting taller and taller. You have to be a member of IBOC to understand Justin. That's just who he is. Amen. And we thank God for him. All right. So if you're not a member of IBOC, you know, you're visiting today, could you stand for just one second? I'm not going to. I just want you to stand up. Nobody's going to invade you. Hey, precious. If you're not a member, okay, is this just members only Sunday? Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, okay. There are a couple of you there. And, And here. Oh, wow. There's a lot of you. So, oh man, so y'all fill out a yellow card for me right quick so we can, so we can, so we can talk to you. Stay on your feet for a second. No, come on. I just want to look at you really. Stay on your feet so we can talk to you right after church. Fill out that yellow card, please, please. Hospitality ladies are going to, they see you standing. You know what? I'll tell you what I want to do. Hey, give them a t-shirt right quick. There you go. Boy, these sisters are, they are on it. Brother Arthur, can you, do you see some t-shirts over there? Let's just see if we can't welcome some people. I just don't like to get up and start preaching, man. I, you got to understand the heart of this ministry. Right, Morgan? Good to see you this morning. All right. So, so hi, what's your name? Jewel. Hi, Jewel. Who invited you? Me. Wow. So you've never been here before? No. Are you having a great time? Yes. Do you feel comfortable safe? Yes. Distance enough? Yes. This is the first time you've been in 10 years? Oh, man, what's up, America? Jewel, that is gorgeously wonderful. So, okay, um, can we maybe say hi after? What, what was the last church you went to? I honestly don't remember. Don't remember. Uh, listen, and it's okay, all right? Thank you. Jewel, who is that behind you? What's his name? Do you know that guy? What's your name, bro? Taylor, pull it down just a little bit. Clinton, is this your first time here? It's first time not in 10 years you've been here before. In five years. Boy, we want for records in this section over here. <laughs> Thank you, man, for being with us today. I, I normally would come around and give you big hugs and stuff like that. But, you know, y'all may not be vaccinated. Um, <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> Y'all ever notice, you know, people get around people now. <laughs> so we're good. And tell me who you are. Melinda, Melinda who invited you? Margaret. Margaret. So what, what, what church are you from? Do you have a church home? I do. do. And it's Mount Rose. Mount Rose. Oh, thank you. So, huh? 
Oh, thank you so much, Melinda, for being here today. So I assume you don't have a church home. Okay, in 10 years, they probably dropped you anyway. Yeah. Dude, you on the drop list. I'm just telling you right now. So this just looks like a good place for you to become a member. I'm just saying. Do you have a shirt? Did you get a T-shirt? Okay, okay. That shirt just says I visited IBOC and I loved it. Okay, and if you don't like it, then you have to pay for it. But it's free right now. All right, I'm excited. I'm ready, I'm ready to start. Anybody else? Any other visitor want to say anything? Yes. Huh? My shoe? Oh, it needs to be tied. You on the shoe committee or something? What's, you know, I'm, I'm a grown man. You don't stop and tell me to tie my shoe. You know why? Because he don't want to pick me up off the floor. Thank you, Josh. All right. Brother, who is that? Sister Goins, you, you're not a visitor. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember Damien. That's Damien when we showed him on the highlights. He made a touchdown yesterday. He did what? Did they win? But, but, but it don't matter if they win if your son makes the only touchdown, right? <laughs> That's, it got to be 76 to 6, but my baby made the touchdown. Ain't that a mother? Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> See? See, that's mothers. You can be pitiful, but your mama, that's still my baby. It's still my baby. My baby made the touchdown. Not a touchdown. The only touchdown. Uh-oh. And what happened? And that's correct. Of course, the ain't got to get her part in there. Okay, um, can I preach now? What, what? A family of four from New York? Right here? Can I go back and talk to them? Okay, hey, right here. Tell me who you are. Uh, my name's Mie Mie, me, me, me. Say it again. Mie. What's your last name, Mie? Mie, you are stocky. Oh, I think that's what I said. She's taking pictures, so I'm gonna get back here so she can take a picture. I'm sorry, y'all. We're just like this around here. And hi, you had your camera. Go ahead. Oh, here we go. Oh, no. Who's supposed to stop first? Okay. No, every time I meet. So where are you from? I'm from Philadelphia. From Philadelphia? Yeah. I'm from Michigan. Michigan? I'm from New York. New York. So who invited y'all to church? How'd you hear about IBOC? Me. Yeah. I'm from DFW Family Church. Yeah. They are in the uh, training. Missionary, missionary training. in the training. Yes. Excellent. How long are you going to be here? Uh, for like about a month. We're going to be here. Oh. Okay, and we want to keep making you feel comfortable on Sundays, okay? All right, thank you all so much. Group hug, group hug. Uh, y'all been vaccinated? Okay, God. Uh, I'm serious. No, I love y'all, appreciate it, okay? Keep coming back. See, now we are a laboratory. Okay, hi, how you doing? Church started at 10, where you, what's up? You came for benediction or you were Christian? No. <laughs> yes. That's whose aunt? The drummer. Oh, this is Cameron's. This is Cameron's mom. No, put your head down. Okay. Oh, okay. I got you. Thank you for being here this morning. So I'm gonna go on back up here where I gotta go preach. Suyemaki. Appreciate y'all. Okay. He's looking like who is he talking to? 
Okay, now, also this morning, oh, here you are this morning. You are at church today, Mother. God bless you. Where? This is your visitor? You, you, you came with her? For real? Yeah. How long you known her? About a week. I met her at the mall. A week. Met her at the mall. Yes, sir. <laughs> and so he thought this morning they were going to breakfast. <laughs> and she brought him to communion. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Okay. No. But no, that's. Thank you, man. What's your name? Brian. Where you from? Fort Worth. Uh, you have a church home in Fort Worth? Okay, how long you been there? Been 10 years? 25 years. 25 years. Well, we are batting 100 today. All these ex-church convicts and stuff. Thank you so much, Brian, for being with us today. Thank you. Okay, say, Sister Fuller. Okay, can I go preach now? Can I, can I, can I, I'm so excited about the word, but I just, I have, we have missed each other, y'all, okay? This is the Ibach I remember, not that old sing a song and preach. All right, so let's go on and let's do what we have to do up in here. Okay, now, Algernon, stand up for one more minute. If you completely ever run out of material, ever, don't ever, don't ever wear this to church. Okay, I'm just saying, if that ever happens. Hey, babe, love you this morning. Okay, Algernon, get a picture there and throw it away. All right. Thank you, everybody. Let's, let's get started. <laughs> oh. All y'all are showing out today. Look, you, look, Algernon, tiger print. <laughs> when you get 68, you can wear anything you want to back to church. I love it. All right. We're in the OK Fellowship. We don't care about nobody. We are all senior citizens. Misty, good to see you this morning. Oh, OK, I won't, I won't embarrass you. Can you look down at the person next to you and just say, God loves you? Amen. Amen. We're very uncomfortable being masked, but I'm comfortable to know that we're here. So let's get into the message. We are right now in a series. Brother David Bowens, by the way, uh, I was going to say it later, but I'll say it right now. Uh, the man who's responsible for all this that you see every Sunday for the, the announcements, he and his sons, and everything you see technically that's going on, audiovisual team. His sister, David, his sister died he, on yesterday morning. And uh, it would be very easy for him to say, I'm going to stay away. Today I just need to be with my family. But he said, no, I got to be with my family. And that's, that's you all. So Brother David is up there in that booth working right now, man. We love you so much. Uh, his sister was 48 years old. And, um, you know, our hearts get very heavy. And we, we grieve, we get sad, and we have to, we have to keep going through. Um, so please make every effort possible to be around your mother if you can, if you need help getting to your mother or something, call and let us know. All right. We are right now in a series, and the whole series that I've been teaching on is called It Happened at Church. It Happened at Church. And there are so many websites and jokesters and 
TikToks and Instagram things that poke fun of church, that poke fun of the very thing that we know that gave us life. There are some people who love you, that care for you, that cherish you, that want to be a part of you financially. They want to be a part of your life. But they would not be able to handle you if, it, if you didn't have your church. And in the past year, it's been very difficult for some of us to survive, to strive, to stay strong. We are here tonight because we took out the time. One of our dear members, Sister Joyce, who's sitting right here in front of me. Thank you for being at church today, Joyce. Those things mean a lot to us. Um, but she was hitting a rough spot. Most of us have hit rough spots, but some people get into a rough spot and they stay there. When we talk about it happening at church, your, your, the way you learned how your manners, a lot of your manners, your, your dignity, your pride, your wanting to be something, somebody taking time with you to teach you to read, to teach you about the principles of God, it happened at church. Every time you were about to go somewhere and the enemy knew that he had to slow you down, what he tried to do was keep you from church. In the story that we have been dissecting, we have been dissecting the story of the man with the withered hand. And I've never before done what we call a series of sermons, meaning that the sermons just continue to go on and on and on, and God continues to break them way, way down. Here at Ibach, that's just what we do. We break the word down. And this is the wrong church to come to to want a fast food service. We don't do fast food service here. We're a conventional oven kind of church, okay? We don't even own a microwave in this church when it comes to the word of God. We want to take the time to break God's word down so that you can use it and use it completely. To those of you in the very back of the building, those of you in the balcony, we want to make sure that we connect with all of you. So if you're around anyone that's near you and they're not friendly, they're not smiling, they're not loving you, that person is not a member of this church. We just want you to understand that God has placed you in an environment today so that you can understand the heart of what the church is. Now this sounds like somewhat of an old-fashioned, old-school message, but it is not. It is very brand new. It is very contemporary because we need to understand what's happening here. In the book of St. Luke, Mark, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, as a matter of fact, talks about a man who had uh, a withered hand. His hand had been destroyed by an accident. What we've learned now is that for years we thought the man was born with his hand, but in the last few weeks, God has taught us that something happened. And when that man's hand got withered, he still went to church. There are some people when they go through something that's life-threatening, something that's painful, something that's discouraging, the first thing you cut out of your service, the first thing you cut out of your week is the church. Well, I don't feel like going to church. I don't think I can make it to church. However, we have learned here that when people have deaths, when we have difficulties and disappointments, the first place we get back to is to church. I've had people to say, Pastor, is the church closed? I say, yeah, can you open it up so I can just come inside and pray? And we open up the church. We do not this morning, we do not apologize at all for being so passionate about what the church is. You can love somebody, you can be around somebody, but you take that woman out of her church, she'll turn into a beast. You take that man out of his church, he'll turn into a monster. You think the, they think the Incredible Hulk was ugly. Take a man out of his zone. Take a sister out of her praise zone and you can't handle her. Why? Because the very nature of who we are, as bad as we can be, as tough as we can act, as mean as we can get, the heart of who we are, the reason we are able to reset and bounce back is because we can get back to church. Somebody asked me the other day, do you think the church will ever get back to where it used to be? I said, I hope not. 
Amen. I would hope that God didn't bring us this far with as much hell as we have gone through to have to go back. I would think that we've learned something about God. I would think that we've learned something about his grace. I would think that now we won't have to have anybody to tell you to clap your hands, raise your hands, get up on your feet. I would think that by now you've gone through enough to realize, I don't know what I'm doing, but God, I'm going to do something different. So I'm going to try, I, I tried to introduce this message on first service and it just didn't work. I got to the introduction, then time ran out. So I'm going to try to get to the introduction again. Time probably is going to run out again. But y'all just, let's just stay with me. So today what we're going to do is we're just going to answer a question. We're going to see if we can answer this question. Now I'm going to do it reverse. Normally the preacher would do the scripture, then give the subject. This morning, I'm going to give the subject first, then I'm going to walk you through it. i got to walk us through it. we got to start over from some basics now. Because people don't need, I saw two wonderful young men coming through the lobby a minute ago. That's what I do. I like to walk around church while we're in here, just welcome people in the church. You know, two young men walking uh, through the entrance a minute ago, and, and they were real tall. So I looked at them as long as I could, you know, I don't do and, and I just thought, wow, God, thank you. I didn't see a mother behind them. I didn't see somebody pushing them behind them. I didn't see a girl from the mall with them. <laughs> but they just came in. Here's a question that you're going to have to answer. Why am I going to church anyway? Let's talk. Let's deal with that for just a minute. Why am I going to church anyway? You know, I don't, it's not going to determine whether or not I go to heaven. Why am I going to church anyway? Stay patient with me while I walk you through this. I'm a pretty optimistic person, I would like to think. But right now we're living in a day that's kind of dark, y'all. We're living in a dark day. Um, tragedies everywhere. Sometimes we're afraid and a little bit afraid or cautious. Let me use the word cautious to even go outside of the home, to go to the store. Um, people we meet, we all look like bandits. You sitting up in church right now looking, sitting next to somebody who just looked like a bandit. You, you, a few years ago, somebody coming in church like that, you would think something wrong with them or they were Michael Jackson. But you, that was not funny. I just had to say that. But everywhere you go, man, there's some tragedies. People are shooting, school shootings, walking by passing, shooting innocent children, looking at Facebook situations. We had a situation just the other day, a young boy read something on Facebook that wasn't necessarily true and he went out and shot a guy in revenge and it's all over the news, it's all over the news medias and the papers because of, it's just Facebook and we all know that in order to have Facebook all you need is a phone and some people think they're just extremely wonderful and popular because you can pay your phone bill and now someone's dead because someone said something that wasn't true. There are a lot of people right now wondering, why are you still in church? Didn't you hear what people said? You got to tell them, I don't flow that low. I'm an eagle. I don't fly. There's no need in me catching pigeon poop because I don't fly that low. People are driving buses into buildings and destroying people and viruses that come up that have us all completely 
paranoid and it's, it's, it's hard to contain. We have earthquakes and we got floods and we got terrorists all over the place. There's violence and evil and tragedy all around. And if there was, every day it seems like when we wake up, we just look for bad news. And every, I, don't, I remember just a few months ago, every day we woke up, we tried to find out what is the leadership in our country doing now? What did they do while we were asleep? If there was ever a time when we needed to come together and draw strength from one another, y'all, it's now. I want to say to you, and I don't want you to take me as a weak person, but I want to say to you from the depths of my heart, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. Now, okay, maybe we're not supposed to say that. I don't have that kind of pride. I need you. I preached for over 52, 54, 56 weeks, just me, Deacon Bowens, his son, Antoine, Brother Freeman, they were all upstairs, and a camera. First time I saw people in a funeral, I told those people, look, y'all not getting out of here in a long time. <laughs> but we, I, I realized, like Joyce, that we need people. And, and, and it's not because you're desperate. Come on, God made us like that. It was God's idea when he set up one day and saw man and said, it is not good for man to be alone. And so when God said it's not good for man to be alone, what did he do? He built a mall. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, that's not in the Bible. I just, that was perfect. But no, so he knew that we needed to be around people. Yet this is also a day when there are so many other distractions. We are busier than we've ever been before. We have been on lockdown and so busy that we can't even, we get late to work and you work from home. How are you late to work? They have threatened to fire you and you already off. <laughs> Seem like we're busier than we've ever been before. We have more opportunities to, to choose from different things and, and, and we have to make it a priority. You know that statement, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. We have to make that a priority now. Being in church is no longer a priority. It's something, well, I have nothing else to do, so I will. I'm kind of glad to hear you say this morning, Sister Joanne, that you rushed back from out of town to be in church. I would consider church a priority. Maybe there's someone that could say, girl, I'm not going. Well, forget you. My son scored the only touchdown. I'm going to church this morning. Next week, he might recover a fumble. Or maybe I can cover my son in prayer and he won't get his leg broken. And if he gets his leg broken, and because I covered him in prayer, he'll recover faster. I need to make church and put that back on my priority list. Why are we saying this? Because the man that was sick in the Bible, of all the things that was wrong with him, the Bible said, and we're going to see here in a minute, that he was at church. Why is it that when we get down, we stay away from where our help is? I know, I know. People say, well, I don't want them to catch what I have. How about this? How about you catch what we have? <laughs> Blessings are contagious. Healings are contagious. I'm talking, is this an 8 o'clock service or at 10 o'clock now? I think 8 o'clock got it, okay? So we got to make this a priority. We're not only going to serve the Lord, but we're going to serve the Lord in God's house. Uh-oh. You mean, you tell me uh, I got to go to church? Uh, yeah. You need to go to church. You got to go to church. Make it a priority. I was shocked when I hear my man say he went to the mall because most people shop online yet. 
So now it's time that we get out and we go back to the mall. I think that was a great thing to do. I went to the mall the other day, but I didn't get out the car. I thought, nah, I'm good. <laughs> but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord and not just serve the Lord. I need somebody, wherever you are right now, online, listening, and in person here, I want you to say, I need to get into the house of the Lord. Okay, don't turn to your neighbor, okay, because it's just you by yourself, wherever you are. And this is not a shot in the rib kind of a message. This is a, I know, if, if, if at all possible, I need to get back in the house of the Lord. They need me there. Why? Because you're protected, you're strengthened, you're encouraged when you come here. It's hard to be encouraged in a room by yourself. You in your pajamas and your remote control. It's hard to stay awake when you're in a duster all day and all night. But when you come to church, at least you had to do something. You had to get yourself up. You had to take a shower, maybe. But you had to do something different to go out because you knew you were going to be around people. You made an effort, and I applaud you this morning. You're making an effort by just getting up, turning it on, being online, and staying still for an hour or so, and I applaud you. But we have to have the strength. It prepares you for what you're going to face during the week whenever you go to church. Bring on next week. Bring on the fire. Bring on the liars. Bring on the accusers, because I'm bringing God's word with me. Yes, it hurts. Yes, I wish we could quit. Sometimes we just want to throw it all down and say, God, I'm tired of it. And God says, I know you're tired. That's why I opened the church. Because when you thought you were about to run out, I needed to refuel you. And all the good things that God is best is good things can keep us from coming to church. Did you know that? Good things can. I, I need to do some things around the house. That's a good thing. It's a good thing to have a house. But that good thing can keep you from coming to church. I got to dry some clothes. That's a good thing to have a dryer and some clothes. But that can keep you from coming to church. I got to go to soccer practice. I got to take my kids to soccer practice. I got to go to basketball. They got a game this week. I've got a busy week. I'm going to have to stay in and rest. All those are good things. Rest is a good thing. I was resting this morning. My alarm went off. You ever heard your alarm go off and you just act like you, you know, mm. I have to put my alarm clock on the whole different side of the room because I'm like this. I turn, forget snooze, I unplug. But rest is good. And the older I get, the better rest gets. I like to see people sleep at red lights and stuff now. Go on, show out. Don't you miss train tracks? Some of you that we're driving a long time ago. A train would come across. That was the best sleep in America. Sleeping at a train crossing. Rest is good. Rest is good. But when you understand the benefits of coming together in church, then you will rearrange things so that you can be in the house of the Lord. I want somebody with me right now to say, I need to rearrange some things. No, we're all busy. We're all important. We all have things to do. We even have online school. There ain't ever been a school open on Sunday until now. So maybe you need to rearrange some things in order to be in the house of the Lord. Who let those crickets in here? Yeah. I'm, I'm talking 
why am I coming to church anyway? Maybe we need to rearrange some things. Uh, maybe you need to tell the soccer coach, y'all put the game on after church. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. Because to them, that game is what? Priority. I'm just trying to get God back on our priority schedule again. He used to be what we woke up and thought about and we prayed about it. Oh, my gosh. And we got ready for church like way on Tuesday. Tuesday was here. It's like, ooh, what you doing? I'm getting ready for church today? Yeah, because we got church Sunday. We got to sing Sunday. And now Saturday night, 1230. Oh, shoot. We got church in the morning. I guess I'll be watching online. We, we got to rearrange some things. We got to rearrange. I'm talking to those who are really waiting on God to do something. We got to rearrange some things. Wouldn't you, is it Susan? What did you say your name was? Joy? Jewel. Jewel. See, wouldn't you, wouldn't you think sometimes that it's okay for people to rearrange some things? You had to make some plans to come today, didn't you, Jewel? You had to rearrange some things. We all have to rearrange some things. And I think it's time for us, y'all, to start rearranging things. Now, I know I can say this at the thought of somebody going, well, I'm doing the best I can, I know, and God is saying you can do better. Matter of fact, it's his idea to, be, to do better for you. It's not even your idea to want to do better. But we've gotten so busy, y'all, that maybe we think, God, I'll go, but I can't stay long because I have something else to do. I'm going to share with you a story before I get to the sermon. In Psalm 73, there was a man that had a whole lot of problems. He was discouraged. People were coming against him. I don't know how many of you have ever experienced that before. Everything seemed to be going great for everyone else. But this man, this man in Psalm 73 and 2 in the Living uh, Bible, he, he, said, he said, but as for me, now everything's going great for everybody else. He said, but as for me, I came so close to the edge of the cliff. There's somebody sitting on your road right now that's this man. He's not going to say it. She's not going to say it. You have no idea what they're going through. He said, but as for me, I came so close to the edge of the cliff, my feet were slipping, and I was almost. I'm just going to let the Bible speak for itself. It's in the Word. That's, that sounds just like you, doesn't it? But, but God's already written your story. Read your narrative. He said, I was almost gone. Now, I don't know if you ever known anybody who said, I'm giving up, but I've been there before. And it seems like when you said, I'm jumping off, God pushes you back in and says, it's not time for you to leave yet. But this man was just like you. He saw everybody else doing great. Everyone was succeeding, but personally, he couldn't handle it. He went on to say, I get nothing. Nothing but trouble all day long. This is not you. This is not Facebook. This is the word of God. This is God speaking to you right now. Sounds like you just made it up, right? No, he said, I get nothing all day long. Every morning brings me pain. You went to bed hurting. You wake up hurting. Your heart was hurting. You had dreams that made you hurt. Everybody you talk to, they sound great. And all you did was cry and hurt physically, mentally, emotionally. And you're right there in the word. Look at this man. This man is us. He could have given up and said, this is too bad. This is just not meant to be. But after listing all the things that he had against him, we finally get to verse 17. And I just want to show you in the Bible before I get to the sermon. Verse 17, he said, after I gave up and I was done, and I was ready to wipe it all out. I was sick of everything. I was hurting too bad. 17 says, 
Then I went into your church, God. <laughs> oh, no, it's right there. And then I went. It was bad. Then, after it got so bad. See, this is the way it was. I, I didn't even want to wake up in the morning. But then I went to the sanctuary. <laughs> I need you to write, write it down so maybe two weeks from now it'll come back and you'll need it. It, it was bad. I, I couldn't stand anybody. I hurt so bad. My pressure was up. My everything was up. But then, 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 today is a then for somebody. Today is a then for somebody. Today is a then for somebody. I said, today is a then for somebody. Today is a then for somebody. This is Sunday. This is the Sabbath. This is when you come. And I'm guaranteeing you after today, the devil's got to back off for just a minute. He's got to back off for just a minute. Why? Because you made it to the sanctuary. God had something in store for you today. And it might not be you, but you might have a little girl who's about to give up. You might have a son who's about to give up. You might have a neighbor, your mama, your daddy, somebody in your life is in trouble. But then you went. This is personal. You went to the sanctuary. Can somebody say with me, I'm in the sanctuary. You're mad. Why are you mad? I don't know. You're upset. Why are you upset? I don't know. You're not speaking anymore. You're changing. What's the matter? I need to go to church. And it goes on to tell you, I don't want to bore you with that, but, but it goes on to tell you how in the sanctuary, the man got a different perspective once he came. In the sanctuary, there were people thanking God. Now, to those of you that are sitting down, every once in a while, you'll watch one of them folks stand up. See, in other words, they're standing up for you for a minute. At home, nobody's standing up for you. When you want to slouch, you slouch. But in the sanctuary, somebody said, go and chill out for a minute. I get it, but I'm going to give a prayer because... There were people in the sanctuary, they were thanking God. They were giving God praise and they were thanking God for his goodness. And when this man got around people that were full of faith, people who believed that God was in control, his atmosphere of depression and discouragement, it just couldn't stay around him. <laughs> Things were still going crazy, but he couldn't stay around him because he was surrounded by so much goodness and so many praises. And for just a moment, he forgot about the trouble that he was going through because he made it to the what? Why am I going to church anyway? And a few verses later on down, in that Psalms, the man hadn't been in the sanctuary, y'all, 15 minutes. <laughs> hadn't been in the sanctuary 15 minutes. And, 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 and they get on down to verse 23, and he said, yet I still belong to you. I, 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 I was going through so much. It was so bad. I made it to the sanctuary. Hadn't been in there 15 minutes and realized, hey. 
God, you are still good. I hate my life. I'm mad. I'm falling apart. But when I got in the sanctuary, I realized you are there to hold my right hand. You guide me in your counsel. You're leading me to a glorious destiny. But I had to get to the sanctuary. I couldn't get that. <laughs> Woo! It was tough, but when I got there, I looked over there and saw what you call. Then I saw what you call. Then I saw what you call. Then I saw what you call. And that's the lady that had a stroke. And that's that woman that used to be in the street. And that's that man that used to be on dope. And that's that girl that used to cuss people out. I saw them in the sanctuary. And I realized I wasn't by myself. I saw them in the sanctuary. To my family from New York, you could have done a lot of things this morning. We are online, but y'all made it to the sanctuary. To Jewel, I don't know how it took, but 10 years later, God still has a sanctuary. <laughs> to my buddy from the mall, I don't know what it was, but you said, tell me, I don't want to know your name. I don't want to know your phone number, but where do you go to church? Now, that was a little loud for some of y'all, but I can holler in the sanctuary. <laughs> See, you do that at home. He went from thinking, all I have is trouble all day long, to saying I got a glorious destiny. I don't care who your friends are, if they don't remind you that you're all right, what's the difference? What was this man's train of thought? What made him change his mind? Was it Oprah Winfrey? No. Was it watching some documents on FaceTime or Facebook? Was it watching something on YouTube? Did he call the prayer line? No. He went. To the what? I just want you to read for yourself. He went to the sanctuary. And in the house of the Lord, y'all, that's where we draw strength from. We draw strength from the house of the Lord. Now, I like to make the word simple. I like to make the word simple. So right before church, it just, it just hit me just a second. I want to do something. Okay, so I want to show you this. Look, everybody look at this. We got a little robo camera. You may get a better shot if you watch the screen. This is what we call a charcoal. I'm putting on this white piece of paper so it'll show up. That's a charcoal. Charcoals are really made up for one. I mean, let you get a picture up. There you go. That's a charcoal. It's a, it's a charcoal brick. It's made up for one national holiday we have. The only reason they made those up, it's, it's something uh, back from New York, back there, babies. Uh, it's, it's made for Juneteenth. Jewel, you're going to learn about that, okay? It's Juneteenth. That's why they made that. Because on Juneteenth, Africans, they barbecue, baby. Uh-huh. But a charcoal brick is most known because it gets hot. And when it gets hot, it holds fire. However, one brick 
is good. I'm going to do this. One brick, if I pick this brick up, now, you know, in my imagination, it's like hot. It's really hot. And those gloves, of course, can keep me from being burned. So I hold this brick. And you see this brick has a lot of heat. And when that brick is hot, mm -mm -mm, it can hold a lot of heat. Okay. And so what I could do is if I took that brick and put it right there, it might be good enough to warm up a marshmallow. Because it is hot and it will burn you. This is you thinking, Joyce, you hot. See, by yourself, you think you the thing. That's not good English, Jewel. That's just, they think they the thing. See, you think you're the thing because you go, I'm hot. I take care of myself. I'm my own woman. I'm my own man. I got my own career. I don't need nobody. That's you. That's you. That's you. In trouble, discouraged, bad, going through it. So much pride, sir. You don't want anybody to pray for you. So much dignity, ma'am. You don't want anybody to know you're going through it. That's you. But God said, you're just good enough to heat up a marshmallow. But I got chicken and brisket on my mind. That's the church. That's you. You can do some things, but the words say I can do all things through Christ. But I got to get back in the bag. I got to get to the what? Sanctuary. You're going to have friends that tell you you don't need church. That's because they don't know you're fizzing out. They like you because you're warm. God wants you on fire. Is that good, Algernon? Does that make good sense? I'm not trying to make you shout. I'm just on fire myself. But I know one thing. When all of us get together, that's when church gets long. It's your fault that church is long because you brought. Listen. By yourself, all you're going to do maybe is create a lot of smoke. And that's good. But together, we bring fire. That's why the man in the story, see, we got to get to the story now. The Bible never said that Jesus came to heal him. The Bible just tells us that the man, I'm going to use bad language again. He just busted up in church. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to bust up in church. And if you bust up in church, there's healing in the bag. By yourself, it hurts. In the bag, there's fire. You provide just the smoke. And if you are in church and, 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 and there is no fire, then you may be a part of just the smoking section. And so maybe next Sunday when you come, before you sit down, ask them. It's just the smoking section. Because if y'all ain't got no smoke, there ain't going to be no fire. Stop sitting by folk that don't have, look, where's the smoking section? Where's the smoke? smoke. Okay, y'all smoke over there. Okay, that's going to be a fire. Where's the smoke? That's the smoking section. Where, where? I got to find the smoking section. Why? Because I've been living too long to just keep smoke. I want to catch on fire. I don't want to just heat things up right now. I need to burn some things down. I need to tear down some walls. I need to destroy some yokes. I need to lift some burdens. I need to let the Lord use me. I need there to be fire. 
That's That's the sanctuary. And I got to say this before I even give the sermon, but the sermon will be maybe kind of short today for a second. But Girl, let's go to church. Girl, forget you, I'm going. Where are you? In church, couldn't find you. Great. Because I was mixed in. I don't know where the thugs are. I don't know where the whoremongers are. I don't know where the adulterers are. I don't know where the lesbians are. I don't know where the gay people are. I know where the presence of the Lord is and where the spirit of God is, there's liberty. But when I'm by myself, you can title me any way you want to. But when you come to church, I am one of those. Am I talking too loud? I'm okay. I'm, because I'm just serious about this thing. We, we, we're afraid to tell folk where we go to church now. We tell them everything about us, but they don't know where your fire comes from. And shame on you if you've been telling them it's because you went to school somewhere. You have a certain degree. Shame on you because if you tell them it's because your husband did this and your mama and daddy did this. Shame on you. You're denying the very power they got your mama and daddy where they are. Shame on you if you keep, because anything else that you blame on your success, Satan will attack that thing. But if you tell them it had not been for the Lord on my side, had I not been a part of his church, he... Let me tell you. Okay, stop. Let let me... Let me tell you how important this is. If you notice now, Satan is trying to go public out loud against the church. I've never known a time when people just openly just, just run down, curse out, disfame the church. Just think about that for a minute. Of all the places that people raise hell with you about going, say you're going to church. Oh, you one of those. All right, child, I ain't go. But watch them always ask you for your blessing. They always asking for something. They always needing something. They always, and you got to tell them, I need you to get to the storehouse. I need you to come get your own money, your own finances. Go ahead and tell them the truth. Where'd you get that car? At church. Where'd you get that suit? At church. Where'd you, get your, where'd you get them kids? At church. Where'd you find your husband? At church. Where'd you find your wife? At church. How'd you get through your divorce? At church. How'd you get through the loss of your mother? At church. Tell them. Tell them the truth. And sooner or later, they'll say, I'm going to church. It's not even right for you to think I'm not going to church. I'm just talking to a few people who are trying to reset. Now, everybody, if you already sit in your mind, and I'm not talking to you, but there's three or four folk that's trying to reset. Somebody asked me the other day, you think church will ever get back to where it used to be? What did I say? I hope not. I hope not. I hope people don't come back the way it used to be. 
when we come together in the sanctuary, we're around all walks of life. You're not, you're not at, at home. You're around folk just like you. When you come in the sanctuary, you got light-skinned people, dark-skinned people, people with long hair, people with short hair. Amen. You got rich people. You have poor people. You have people with doctor's degrees. You have people who need a doctor. You have people with GEDs. You have people who skipped school. You got people who never been to school. You got people that are short. You got people that are tall. You got people that have different talents and gifts. When you go to church, it's a, it's a, it's a whole bunch in this bag. It's a whole bunch in this bag. Right, right, right. You got balcony people. You got front floor people. You got people who can't see unless they're up front. You got people that don't want to be up front. They want to be in the back. You got people that can hear well. You got people that have been healed. You got people that's been delivered. You got people that pray for people. You got country people. You got city folk. All in one church. You can go to church and just be still and look for 30 minutes and still not figure it out. You got Democrats, you got Republicans, you got men, you got women, you got men in between, women between, you know, you don't know. You don't know. Nobody asks you on the door, well, you straight. They just said, come on in. Come on in, because whatever, whatever you need, God's got it. It's all in the fire. And before church is over, God going to build you up. God will burn it up. But you got to get in the fire. There's a spirit of unity because we're all in the same family. You got Baptists. You got Methodists. You got Pentecostal. You got Church of Christ. You got Church of God in Christ. You got Episcopalian. You got Lutheran. You got Seventh-day Advent. You got Jehovah Witness. You got all kinds of people in church. If I ask any of you to raise your hand in the church that you used to go to, we will all come from different places, but we all came from church. You got people in church who know how to dance and some who know not to. <laughs> you know that music we do, and you know that dance, you know, some, some of us get on down, others y'all just look, you, you, you don't, don't do that. Don't. You, if you're clumsy in real life, you're going to be a clumsy praiser. Twist my ankle, Jesus. So, so, but you got all kinds. Got people with rhythm, people with no rhythm. But it's all in the sanctuary. So it's no wonder why we come in here sometimes and people get on your nerves and I'm not going back. These people looked at me funny. Can I tell you why? Because you're funny looking. You got funny looking people. For a long time in my life, people looked at me funny for a long time. They couldn't figure out if I was dwarf or midget. You know, they look at you and they start comparing you to their kids and stuff. I told y'all the story that's happened. This is really, I was in a, uh, had a little fender bender. I told y'all. And so, you know, I, I uh, 
you know, I'm, I've always been kind of, sh- you know, short, just like my size, right? And so I hit this guy's car, and I just bumped it just a little bit, boop, and, and he got out, and he jumped out the car, and he was like a little dwarf, you know, little dwarf guy, and I knew I could beat him up because he was just a little bit, a little dwarf, and he came up to me with his fist ball, and he said, I'm not happy, and I said, well, which one are you? <laughs> You'll get that like Thursday, you'll be driving along and go. Why? Because it happened at church. I wish I could see you behind that mask. I wish I could see. But it all happens where? At church. The scripture says that when we come together in unity, and I'm just trying to get ready to introduce the sermon, y'all. We kind of get ready because... You may be thinking, I'm going to do him a favor. I'm going to go on up there. Listen to me. You're doing yourself a favor getting in the bag. You've been trying to start a barbecue over in your life. You've been trying to restart your life without being in church. Yeah, listen to me. It ain't happening. The scripture says when we come together, he commands strength. God commands strength. When we come together, he commands strength. He commands healing. He commands favor. He commands breakthroughs. The thing that has held you back, every time you show up, that thing that's been holding you back, every time you show up, it's getting weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. Every every time you show up. Online, listen to me. Don't do life by yourself. And Women's Fellowship, and those of you who miss it, I really pray for you that you would come on back to church. Come on, Women's Fellowship. The the theme in Women's Fellowship, and I've been honored to be able to be a part of watching this grow now for the last four, three sessions. Uh, They they have for part of their their theme, come do life with us. Some of you think you don't need women to do life with. You don't, you don't want to get in the bag. Because one thing I've learned about women, women, y'all kind of cold-blooded. I just kind of been watching. You throw a fit with a woman, she just. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, it's, it's like amazing. How do y'all do that? You throw a fit with a man, he goes, no, no, no. I, what I mean, listen, let me tell you. Let me let this. Play. You throw a fit with a woman, I'm not talking. She goes, good, let me go to the store. Y'all just, y'all kind of cold-blooded. Y'all just kind of. How do y'all do that? You just, y'all just rude. <laughs> she crying, oh, she be all right, please. <laughs> I don't get it. But they say here in the ministry, come do life with us. In other words, you are fine. You are cute. You are in a sorority. You are classy. You do have money. But can you come? You can't do life by yourself. You can't. I know you all that, but, but in reality, it's him. He said, you got to get to the sanctuary because you're about to fall apart. And the, and the beautiful thing is, nobody knows you're falling apart. See, this guy was going, and this is, I'm not to the sermon yet. You can't appreciate the message if you don't understand that God wants it for you. You're one of those people standing up saying, tell him, Reverend, but now he's going to talk to us. Look at this stuff this guy's going through. He was on the edge of the cliff. You know, this this is suicide. It's right here in the Bible. He was there. He was slipping off and he was almost gone. 
right? Nothing but what? Trouble. When? All day long. How off every morning. Come on, man. That's, that's, that's right there. That's you every day. But then I went to the sanctuary. And I got around a lot of other people. Okay. Okay, so I'm not going to get through with the sermon. Let's just fix that now, okay? Let me just talk to you. So listen to me. A lot of you in here like to watch those reality shows. For one hour a week, you can be Whitney Houston. You can be Bobby Brown. You can, and I don't know. You can tell how old I am with this stuff. You can be Beyonce. You can be JC. You can be uh, LL Junebug. What's that dude? What's that? Who else? You can be, you know, these reality shows. And you love just sitting down in your house, getting in other folk business. Looking what they drive, what their restroom look like. Then you start realizing, ooh, 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 she kind of, ooh. And he kind of, ooh. And that's for those of you, too, who like to follow different people's posts on Facebook. You like to see what other folk doing without announcing yourself. I can't stand Teresa, but I follow her posts. I don't want them to know that I see what they're doing. You watch reality shows, and then halfway through the season, you realize these people are just like me. As a matter of fact, you start to realize my life is more of a fantasy that God has revealed as fantastic than they are. I've been watching them because I wanted to see what stars are like. And then you started realizing I'm the apple of God's eye. Because I don't have to do life by myself. Every time you show up, God says, I got something I want to I wanna do for you. God's glory shines down on you. Your week is going to go better because you've been covered with God's glory. That's when we start out in here. God says, okay, today I'm giving you instructions to help you through the week. I know we watch it online. I get it. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But today you made a specific effort to get up and drive and use your gas to come to the sanctuary. And nobody asks you, what's wrong with you today? Nobody asks you that. You know why? Because everybody had something wrong when they came in here today. Yeah. But you made an effort. And guess who noticed the effort? The person next to you? No. The people two rows down? No. God notices your effort. So right now, watch him. He's going to command a blessing on you. I'm not talking about he's going to, you're going to ask for it. Listen to me. Oh, God. But Barry, am I talking too long? Am I, am, I, am I okay right now? See, in the story, the man that's got the withered hand, he never asked God to heal him. Listen to me. This morning, I'm talking to somebody. You don't have to ask God to heal you. He just, the healing is in the bag. You walked into it this morning. you sometimes can't ask God because you don't really know what's wrong. You can only 
see so far. You're trying to fix stuff that your friend told you. You're trying to fix it with natural herbs. God said, this ain't got to do with natural herbs. This has to do with spiritual warfare. Satan's trying to kill your mind and you working on your thighs. Get in the bag. Newsflash. And for the person he's saying, he's just trying to get people to come back in church so they can live offering. Offering has been better during COVID than in the history of your church. People would rather pay online than stand in line. Got nothing to do with money. Got zero to do with money. I just thought I'd say that. Because in the story with the man with the withered hand, as we keep learning, the church had hindrances in it. There were some people who came to the church just to hinder it. Watch this. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I didn't plan on doing this. This is how church gets long. God starts speaking while we're talking. I just got to say this. Now, what are these? Three bottles of well, water. The Bible calls them, in the lesson we're talking about, scribes, Pharisees, Herodians. What's this? The sanctuary. A bag of what? Charcoals. What can stop this from catching on fire? There are some of you that come in just to hinder. I got to let that penetrate because somebody think we're trying to be funny. Girl, you going to church? I ain't going in there. I don't know what those people got. You ought to know what God has. Your whole role has been a fire preventer. And that's where somebody goes, well, he just ruined that bag. And that's where God works miracles. When the devil thinks he's put out the future fire. Come on, IBOC. I want to talk about you for a minute. Satan thought, I'll put out the future fire from IBOC. God said, do you not realize that I have been firing that church up for 30 years? Do you? Y'all don't get that part. I'll, I'll, I'll stay with the script. Let me stay with the script. So, there are some breakthroughs that are going to happen when you get to the sanctuary. That's all I want to share with you. Your faith is connected to the next person's, and that person is connected to the next person, and the next person, the next person, and it goes on along right there. See, that person next to you, look down where they are. They should be connected to you. All right? Right, and that's the way it happens. It goes... Boom, boom, boom. And that's why some people come in and they try to find the section where nobody's connected. But even where you're not connected, I saw the men of God come here. We get, 
we, well, I'll just let you in on, it ain't a secret, it's just what we do. We come here on Sunday and pray for the anointing, or Friday nights, and just pray for the anointing to overload this place. When you got in here, the fire was already lit. The smoke had already started. The forces that could hold you back personally can't hold you back corporately. It can't keep the whole bag. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's wet. But, 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 but somebody who knows how to dry it out. No, 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 come on. I don't want you to think I'm making this up. Anybody ever heard somebody say, he'll dry all your tears? Yeah. It's hard to start that fire when your face is wet. <laughs> First thing God does is dry your tears. Now, it takes a minute. It takes a minute. But he said, I have plans for you. And, and, and water in the bag is not going to stop the plans for your life. Now I got to dry the water and still light the fire. Tell me when you had enough and I'll let you go. God says, I need your faith. And I'm telling you this morning, when I come in here, I need your faith. I need your strength. I'm just telling you, me personally, I need your smile. If that makes me a weak person, great. The Bible said, when I am weak, then I'm made strong. <laughs> Let the weak say, I am strong. But you got to first of all admit what? I am weak. I can't do this. I can't do this alone. I can't. You were all online for months back there. And you're still trinkling in. All online, I couldn't do this alone. Somebody's watching from the outside. Let's see what they do. Tell them. We had to go to church anyway. Why did we get in church? Because when we're here in church together, we're better together. We're unstoppable. So what I was going to get to when I was going to preach, so I'll just do it tomorrow night, was that this man walked into a church and he was founded and surrounded by a bunch of religious people. Religious, religion, it's just rules, rules. There are some times when people don't want you to do what they do, they, they make a rule to keep you out. Okay? The rules. Uh, in, in the church, we, we, we come kind of bad with rules. Now, I, listen to me. I understand rules. I'm going to say a couple of things because I know I'm talking to some leaders in here for a minute. Rules. You got a, a sandbox so you can pour the sand over the box. You need some boundaries. We need rules. Rules. Um, uh, lines on the freeway to keep us off in a line going 80 miles an hour. 60 miles an hour. Rules. Boundaries. Okay. Rules. Great. You're in that seat with the arms on it. Seats apart. Those are rules. But sometimes you got to be careful as a leader of people. You make rules when you don't want to fool with helping people change. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes as a leader, you got to be careful because you'll hold people that are bound to rules. And so now a person is late to work, so you fire that person for being late because those are the rules. But if you're a leader and God has anointed you to lead people, you find out why they're late. Maybe her mother has cancer. Maybe she has three children and she's on, on a bus system and uh, she has to take her kids to work. Maybe she's just not being late because she's, she's a pitiful person. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe he's late because he has to take both of his children on his weekend to their different schools and he and the mother are not together and they live different places. He's a good person, but he keeps being late. Rules say he broke the rules. Get him out of here. That's a pitiful leader to me. 
a real leader says, let's see if we can't do some work, some things out. Let's see if we can change your schedule. Let's see if we can work it. Because I want you to succeed. And if you just got to do everything by the rules all the time, then rules are for lazy leaders. I was going to join that church. I was, I was, I was. <laughs> no, rules can sometimes be for lazy leaders. You'd rather stick with the rule than be flexible with helping people grow. The rule is. Sometimes people will think that, you know, you're being too tolerant. You're doing too. If I were the boss, if I were the pastor, if I were the, then we wouldn't be here. Because sometimes it's not about the rules. It's about the relationship. You see, long after you break the rules, you still need the relationship with people. Rules. They're great. But the rules said don't heal this man on the Sabbath day. Now, how are you going to tell me that this person's been sick all week long and Sunday, Algernon, I can't pray that she's healed because it's Sunday. Then nobody looks forward to Sunday. And maybe that's why this generation now doesn't look forward to Sunday. Maybe their spirit cherry clause is transferred now. They didn't get mad because Jesus healed him. He just healed it on the wrong day. That's the series we're in right now. Man, when is the wrong day to heal you? Maybe that's why church turns into a performance for people. Maybe that's why you got to hire people to do all the stuff up front. Because there's going to be no healing. There's going to be no miracles. God's not going to do any life changes. But we can at least say we went. That's what the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, and Herodians were doing. The man was hurt, but he went on the wrong day. And the rules, you know, can't wear jeans. Can't wear pants. Can't wear lipstick. Red. Can't wear open toe shoes if your big toe is bigger than your second toe. <laughs> it becomes sanctified terrorism. Well, you walk in the church. You sure ain't going to shout and praise God like this because you know, you, you know your stuff was tight when you put it on. You did not wear your praise clothes today. Amen. You got praise clothes and you got those clothes. Got news for you. God's getting ready to use people that we didn't think he would use. Because afraid to come to church. We got a greatest generation ever now who don't go to church. Tons of young people who don't go to church but they claim to love God. Get ready for this new generation. 
Get ready. Get ready, church. And let's be set when they come in to introduce them to God and his love. Hey, newsflash. Your next youth sponsor might have pink weave. Your next assistant or pastor might have tattoos down his chest and his arm. It won't be me. I'm too black. They won't show up. Your next chairman of deacon board might have long dreads on just one side. And so we stay away from the church. And we don't want to come in there. We'd rather kind of stay outside, get the word free, don't pay an offering, and just watch it. And I'm cool with you, whoever you are. But we can't just love people. See, that's what we act like. We can't, we can't love them unless we manipulate them. We shouldn't have to manipulate people. We should inspire them. Come on. Get this dance on with me. But you're going to have to shake that pink hair too. You can't just worry. got to shake that pink hair. Dance to your tattoo shows. It's all right. Praise God. Go ahead and split the jeans, but it's all right. We should inspire them. Streaming and internet. They're good, y'all. And I thank God for them. But it should not be a substitute for fellowship. It's a great additive when you can't make it. It should not be a substitute for fellowship. The Lord said, well, there are two or three gathered together in my name. I'll be in the midst of them. Then Thomas says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the bag. Because there's healing in the house. There's a blessing in the house. And I'm, 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 I mean, I'm kind of glad to say, but if you can't handle me right now in this season of my life, you're not going to be able to handle me. What you going to do? What you going to do when I reset? If, if I'm tough right now, if I'm going through a tough time right now, what are you going to do when I reset? And in just a few days, I'm, I'm going to be reset and I'm going to be back in church. What you, if you can't handle me now, there are some folk that can't stand you now. What are they going to do when this has come to pass? I want to talk just a couple of minutes to somebody who said, it's going to come to pass. I was going to preach this morning, but time about that. I was going to preach this morning. I was going to go to Matthew and talk about it from Matthew's point of view because we already talked about Mark and Luke. And, and um, um, I'm, I'm talking fast, but I'm talking quick. He said, and this is about this man with the hand. And when he had departed this, he went into the synagogue. This man who, who you know, who went into the synagogue. Who, who is he? Jesus. Where did Jesus go? Church. If he went to church, you don't have to go to church. You don't have to take a bath. No, you really don't. One day they may invent a bath peel. What if they just invented a peel? You just take it up. But somebody going to know you didn't have two tablets. Somebody going to know. They gonna, you took a half peel today, didn't you? <laughs> A bath pill. 
Okay, somebody not laughing. Y'all already tried that? Okay. But Jesus departed and went into the synagogue, and behold, okay, behold, I'm going real fast now. There was a man which had a withered hand. In other words, it happened. It came. It came. It didn't just, he wasn't born with it. He, he picked it up, and they asked him, saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him? They made Jesus think, you know, we're glad to see you here, but there's this man that's got the problem. You going to heal him today? Who set him up? The hinderers, the scribe, the Pharisees, and the Herodians. Are you learning anything this morning? I mean, we can clap and praise God, but we just will not have a spiritually ignorant church. And I know I'm going way beyond some of our time limit now with, with the sermon. But they said, behold, the Bible said there was a man that had a withered hand. All I want to share with you is this. When it says behold, all it means is before you go any further, if before you go in, stop and take note of this man. When you come to church sometimes... God will speak to others and say, before you go any further, there's a man that needs something. There's a woman that needs something. There's a person on that road. She looks together. Her hair is together. She drove up in a nice car. She's sitting right next to her husband. They have three children. But behold, you want to be in the atmosphere because God needs some of us to behold. There's a man, the Bible said, behold, there is a man there. There's a man that was already there. And all that means, before you go any further, I want you to notice something. God needs us to be here to notice it. Who goes hurt and nobody notices it? So, you can't miss tomorrow now, can you? Because now you got to understand, why would the Lord focus on this man? He had a serious condition. Guess what? Sometimes your condition is what gets God's attention. <laughs> what? I don't feel good. I can't. I'm so mad. That's, that's what got God's attention. And now everybody else would ignore you because they're sick of fooling with you. But God told somebody, now watch her. That one today, that's going to be her day. I've had some good days. Come here, Algernon. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days. And I've had some sleepless nights. Now, he don't, now we ain't practiced this. Move that on ever. Step right here for a second. I'm, I'm going to turn this little monitor here. But when I look around, okay, sit right there. And I start to think things over. What I register is all of my good days outweigh my bad days. And since I have a chance, I won't complain. Somebody, take it out tonight. I've had some yeah. good days. I've had some hills to climb. Somebody here today said, Lord, this is my I've day. I've had some weary days. And weary nights. But when I look around, yeah, 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 and yeah. begin.
begin to think things over. Oh, all of my good days. Hey. Outweigh my bad day. If this is your day, come on up here I right now. If you say today, God, I changed my mind. I want to give you my life. You can Sometimes take that. Sometimes the clouds hang low. It's Sunday. It's your day. You at church? Come I on. can hardly see the road. Now I ask a question, Lord. Why? So much pain, but he knows what's best for me. Though my weary eyes can't see, and I'll just yeah. say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I won't. I'm complain. not gonna complain. This is my God Sunday. has been good to me. He's been so good to me. It's time to reset. More than this world could ever be. He's been so good to me. He dried my tears away. Yeah, Lord. Turned my midnight into day. So I'll say, thank you, Lord. I'll say, thank you, Lord. I'll say, thank you, Lord. I won't complain. Here's the deal. So God says, okay. You're at church now. And maybe you didn't want to make that walk down here, but you realize, God, I, I really need you. And wherever you are online right now, just know we're preparing it for you. But maybe you want to accept God today and you just don't want to come down in front of all those people. Maybe today it will help you to realize, whoa, I need him, but I've been away from people a long time. Maybe you'll say, okay, there's a brother. Maybe somebody will say, hey, I'll go. Why don't you, anybody else want to? Just say, Lord, this is my Sunday. I'm going to tell you, healing is all on you. It's all over you. If you died today, if you're not sure you'd go to heaven, just come on down for a second. You don't even have to be a member of this church. We'll send you whatever church you want to go to. But if you want to make sure you're saved today, come on. I'll do it while you're in your seat. I'll do it while you're in your seat. But if you just want to make that walk, there's, there's, a, there's something that happens when you walk too. We're going to get to that tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. You got to come. Jesus told this man, I'm not trying to embarrass you, but he said, stand up. He told him, come here, come here. Because something has happened. There are folk trying to accuse you, but you got to stand up and put your accusers to shame now. Somebody's embarrassed that you're still standing. How can you stand after all they've said? It's not about what they said. God has been good to me. He's been so good to me. And I'll say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
thank you, Lord. I'll say thank you, Lord. Anybody here say thank you, Lord. I'll say thank you, Lord. Anybody here say thank you, Lord. I'll say thank you, Lord. I could fuss and fight, but I'll say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I won't complain. If you're here right now, you're online and you're in this building. You want to give the Lord your life. Just say these words after me right now. Just say, Lord, I heard your word today. And forgive me, God, if I've complained about going to church. I won't do that again. But I'll give you my life right now. If you will receive me, I accept you as my Savior. In the name of Jesus, I am saved. Amen. Nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me near. Draw me nearer. Yeah, just go ahead and praise him. You've been waiting on this. Nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. This morning, there are those of you who have come down and we have in place members of our team that will take your name and we're going to call you. And those of you who have visited today, you're going to get a phone call from us. It's a courtesy call. It's a call that says, we care. Now, some parts in church, you got to apologize to people because we're emotional. We, we clap our hands. We raise our hands. We don't make that up. That's all in the word of God. And if you do nothing but fold your arms, God said, you're still in the bag. And I want to bless you. Thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. Now, let me, let me say this. So, so you will know that I know that you know that I know that you know that I said it. We, we, we just got started in the message. So tomorrow night, God has us on this series now. We're going to have to keep going. And the first thing we're going to cover tomorrow, that this man faithfully came to the church needing help. Some of y'all got so much pride. You say, I don't want to keep going when I need some. You got to keep doing it until it's answered. Don't be trying to write that down right now. Mm -mm. I saw you. No, you don't take a picture. Get in the house and get it. Stop being afraid that you come so much and it doesn't seem like it's doing any good. It ain't over. Sometimes God's getting you ready to receive what you asked for. You're too greedy right now. You're too wasteful right now. You got a bad attitude right now. You can't handle this less. I want this business. I want this job. God says, I want it for you too. But your mind's too bad. You, you too arrogant. You too, you're going to miss, you sure going to miss church when I add to your life. It's cool. I got you. I got you. Let's get in the bag and learn how to work it. Somebody just learned this morning. Rules are great. We need rules. But God called you to be a leader. In spite of the rules, man, find a way to help people succeed. And let them stay away for a while until they get strong enough. It's all right. It's all right. 
People want positions. God says, I want you to have character. We're going to give an offering now. I want to thank God for those of you who took that move today. Y'all made a move, okay? You made a move. Now, tomorrow night we have Monday school. And we want you to be in service if you can, online or in person. We're going to be here regardless. Did the word bless you today? Did you learn something today? Okay. If your mothers are, are any of y'all mothers? Okay. If you can be here next week with your children or invite them to service to be with you, that would be great if they can. If not, you make it or be with your moms, okay? I appreciate you. And I thank you. And you can go to your seats now. We're going to be coming here. Huh? Sister Cece, we're gonna just want to show. We'll talk with you about it, baby. Whatever it is, okay. We got you. Good to see you this morning. You can, you sure looking good today. Okay. Okay, brother Festus. We call him Festus on camera crew. His mom died, and so his father-in-law, on his way to see her now, he just died. Okay, so we have him, we get him on the phone right after this, right? Satan is a thief and a robber, y'all. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I bought. Let's reset. Let's reset. Now that's now now that's that's double trouble. Your mom died. Now your father-in-law on his way to see your mom dies. That's that stuff. That's every morning. That's that pain stuff we're talking about. Okay, y'all. We just I don't and 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 I don't mean to sound um, like unprepared, but the Lord just laid this on my heart right before we walked in here. Okay, so. Somebody needed it. Okay. We've got two things we're going to do now. We're going to give our offering and then we're going to leave. Some of you have been giving faithfully online through Givelify. If you don't have that app on your phone, there's an app called Givelify. Listen to these instructions. If you don't have a job, if you don't have money, put the app on your phone and challenge God. No, just put the app on your phone. Pastor, if I put the app on the phone, it's going to ask me for my account number. You got some kind of account number. If you don't, just put the app on your phone and say, God, when you bless me, the first thing I'm going to do is give to you. I don't care if it's your paycheck, child support, disability, stimulus. Start sowing seeds and watering them. Okay? For, for your benefit, for your children's benefit. You got sons and daughters who need to be covered. The word of God said, if you'll do that, come on, son, hey, come on, stay up here with me. If you do that, God says, I'll cover them. You're not just giving offering for yourself. Thank you. Giving it for your children. All right, so let's get ready to bless our offering in the sanctuary. Hold on a second.
That's what? The tithes and offering basket. The tithes and offering basket? Yeah. Oh, okay. Come on. That's the way we roll at IBOC, okay? Boy, that's pretty good. Man, all right. Uh, I'm trying to come down off this. Where were we? Offering? Okay, we're going to dismiss those of you that are online with us. We're just going to pray. And when we pray, we're going to pass our baskets here. Y'all give. Just give. Just, just give. Don't let it pass you without giving. Next Sunday, come in the sanctuary. Tomorrow night, sanctuary. Now, tonight at 6 o'clock p.m. sharp, we have Dream Church. Some of you have never tuned in. Now, that's totally virtual. That's totally virtual. That's totally virtual. So wherever you are at 6, from 6 to 7, we have this panel of young adults who sit around and just pour, pour. You will really love it. And tomorrow night, we come back in the sanctuary, and we're online. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for this opportunity to give as you have given to us. We don't complain about what we don't have. We thank God and thank you, Lord, for what we do have and, and for covering everything that's on the hearts and minds of those in this building. In Jesus' name, thank you for an awesome Sunday morning, a day that we've never seen before. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. For those of you that are in the building now, you'll notice the brothers will be walking in between the aisles that are very spaced and distanced between you. When you walk in the church on next Sunday morning, there will be places, uh, tents. Let me, let me share with you. Like, Brother Fletcher, can you hand me that reserve sign? You'll see signs on your seats. Now watch how this is going to operate. You're going to see some signs on your seats, like with your mother's last name. Now you have to, if we don't have your mother's last name, that's not going to happen, okay? It's not going to happen. going to see your mother's last name. Um, if you said, if, if you registered your mom or she registered, you all have three family members and all. Now, then you all all sit together. So where you see the strips, the, the sheet will be there. And then there may be some of your family on this. You're welcome, baby. Some of you on that row and then another family on the other row. So it may not have a whole row to yourself. But we're going to be all over the building. Hospitality Sisters will be helping us to seek you and ushers, all right? Now, Wednesday at the Women's Fellowship meeting, I'm going to ask some of you to be on the NICE committee. That means I'm going to ask you to just help us on next Sunday morning. You're going to be on the NICE committee, all right? You're going to be on the NICE committee. Go put this in a basket. Go put this in a basket. Go, go put it in a basket at Concord. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how are you? You good? All right. So we're gonna you're gonna see the names there, and you sit in that position. Um, when they come through the door, we have something for mothers. When you come through the door, all right. It's taken a lot to to. We don't we, we we have to be very careful, you know. But we are gonna be very IBOC personal. All right. Um, so that's all I really want to talk about. So I can really talk about publicly. And so you come through either door. If you need wheelchairs, that should already be on your, on your things. And I say that because this is a long walk. Not to mean that your mom can't do it, but it's a long walk. It's a different incline. And we want your visit to be pleasurable. We're not, listen to me, we're not going to give your mama a run-through service. We're going to treat your mama like she 
is a part of us and you are a part of us. We're going to have church, two services. All right. Brother Thompson, good to see you this morning. God bless you, man. We're going to pray for Sister Thompson. She's going to be one of our guests on Wednesday night. We're talking about transition. She has had no knee surgeries. She had, this is all happened at the same time, knee surgery. She went in to get a scope for the knees done, and then she had a heart. They take, take her right back and work on her heart, three bypasses on her heart. That's her husband there. He's blind. She has a, 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 a daughter that passed, so she's raising a four-year-old. That's all of that at the same time. And yet she said, I want to come back to church. That's all I want. Brother Thompson, you've been great. God bless you, sir. People, people matter here, y'all. Okay? They matter. Okay, how old you are, how young you are. People matter. All right. They look like ice cubes, huh? All right. So be sure to watch for this next week. Um, and help us to keep your mom, you know, safe away. We're going to always want to love and hug on each other. But let's just be careful. To those of you that are from out of town, come back with us next Sunday morning, okay? Watch us tomorrow night on Monday School if you can't get in the building. God bless you. Thank you so much. Again, to my brother that hadn't been there in five years, I hope this made up for it. To my sister Jewel for 10, I hope today made up for it. To the brother at the mall, don't worry about it. We'll be on. We're good. All right. I appreciate it, everybody. Thanks for having good spirits and good attitudes. All right. Let's go check on Brother Festus and see where we are. Thank you. But Algernon for just blessed us with a song this morning. Father, in Jesus' name, as we leave this place, we never leave your presence. Thank you for a wonderful, awesome service. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, those of you online. We're offline now. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Reset Podcast with Pastor Ricky Rush. If you would like to make a contribution or a donation to the Inspiring Body of Christ Church Ministry, do so by going to www.ibocchurch.org and give. Thank you so very much. Also, you can find IBOC on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and our website, ibocchurch.org. Well, that's all we have for today. Tune in next time and experience the joy right here on Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush.